Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. This is Happiness Solved with Sandy Scarlatta. Today, I'm speaking with Londa Latimer. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Happiness Solved. So it's Friday. Yay. We made it through another week. Today, we're going to be playing the rest of the interview that I had with Londa Latimer. And we're going to talk a lot more about the business that she was able to start as a result of the pandemic and how that relates to her daughter, Savannah. So I hope you enjoy it. It's really fun. She watches things in different languages on her on, on an iPad. Like she does a, she's a, she's amazing. Uh, she's just amazing to look at her and interact with her. You would never know that she's been through what she's been through. So that's that's I incredible. I am definitely Mama Bear about that one. That's incredible. <laughs> and you know, three year olds. I mean, I remember Brandon being three year old, and I could understand him, but most people couldn't. And oh, I'll never forget. He used to sing this song. And he was like, Zupa, Zupa. And that's all we could hear was Zupa. And we're like, what is Zupa? And my, my ex-husband and I, we looked at each other and we're like, what is Zupa? And then we realized it was the paper plates, that commercial, that was Zupals. Oh, remember the little paper plates that had the ears? So he was singing that song and all we heard was Zupa, Zupa. And we're like, what the heck is Zupa? <laughs> Savannah sings songs too that I'm like, where did she get that from? And then if I finally hear it. And she sounds like she's right where she's supposed to be as a three-year-old, you know? Yeah, she is. She's definitely caught up, which is, you know, that was another thing. It was like, okay, I I got her here, right? I got her out of the NICU and now I have to get her to where her development is uh, on par with her age. So uh, it's been sister, an uphill battle. If you got her this far, you can you can finish you can cross the finish line. Let me tell you, the rest is going to be downhill. <laughs> it's going to be easy. <laughs> oh my god, I hope so. You've done this twice before. It's going to be fine. I know. Yeah, your, that's your only part. your only challenges are going to be the teenage years when yeah. Uh, yeah. you know they say the teenage. I know for me, I know you talked about when you were a teenage girl. For me, I was a living nightmare for my mother. Okay. I wasn't mm-hmm. bad. I didn't, I was, I've always been a rule follower, very strict. I follow the rules. You know, I never missed curfew, but I was a nightmare. I would fight with her. <laughs> I would argue with her. I was a living nightmare. And I was so grateful that I only had, if I was only going to have one child, I was so grateful that it was a boy. I couldn't live with another one of me. I couldn't. There's no way I could have. I was definitely rebellious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was definitely rebellious. And and I think that, like, obviously, that's a teenage thing. It's just, it just is, you know, the, you test your boundaries and all of that. But Savannah is, 
I mean, she, a lot of her personality is showing through now. I mean, this is an age where they become like little humans, right? They're like little oh, yeah. people um, with their personality start to come through. And like, you start to see like who she, uh, the type of person she's going to be. Um, and she's very assertive. She's very bossy to Azariah, but she's the opposite with, you know, Isaiah. Like if Isaiah says no about something like that's it. Like she doesn't, she doesn't like rev back at him or, you know, yell because of Azariah says no, she, no, no, no. You know, she gets all crazy with him, but. <laughs> well, I would imagine that I know, she, I know she sees her father every now and then, mm-hmm. but. I would imagine that Isaiah is a constant in her life. And mm-hmm. even though he's her big brother, he's kind of like a father figure to her. Mm-hmm. She sees him and she's like, you know, she's a she, she's calm. You know, she's, she's real calm with him. And she, you know, she'll get in his lap and, you know, the, the relationships are so different. Obviously I know because their age, ages are different, but the age gap is different because Azariah obviously is the one that plays with her a lot and she'll get Isaiah to play with her. But Azariah is the one that's like building forts and tents for her and all that, you know, (laughs) she does. She's like, I want a tent. Azariah, I want a tent. Make me a tent. You know, like she's such a, she's so bossy. Um, and like, if I tell her no about something, she goes to Azariah immediately. Like as if he's like the second adult, you know, she's like, can, you know, mom said no. Like, can you do this or no? <laughs> <laughs> so let's fast forward so, to 2020. Yeah. Here we are, 2020. Mm-hmm. So tell everybody what you have done because of Savannah's condition and the pandemic. Yeah. So because Savannah was born so prematurely, she has chronic lung disease and she's also immunocompromised. So those two things makes her high risk for contracting the coronavirus. And once Isaiah came home from, once he made it home from, from school, from Kentucky, I decided that I was going to not engage in any outside food. Cause I felt that if we did that, that that would be more risk in bringing something into the house. So I just said, we're not going to be doing any outside food and we're collectively as a family going to be doing that. And I thought I was going to get some pushback, not really from Azariah, but I, I thought from Isaiah, but I didn't primarily because he had been tired of eating the dining hall food from school. So he was just like, well, okay, you know, no big deal. He didn't really care because he had been eating the dining hall food and eating out like he was eating Subway and Chipotle and, you know, so he was like, I'm all for the, you know, home cooked food. So Oh, yeah, when up, they come back you know? from college, they, they're yeah. like, what are you making tonight for dinner? And it's like, what's for dinner tonight? <laughs> yes, savages. So I decided that I would just cook every meal, which I did. And I started in April. And I just recently passed uh, the 300-day mark of no outside food, which I, I miss my restaurants. I'm a foodie, and I love my restaurants, and I love my uh, happy hours. And, you know, just, I miss that tremendously. I miss going but to, I miss going I to happy hour with you. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it I'm just, not going to happy that. hour with anybody else either. So you oh. know, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I, uh, once they did, you know, kind of open it up for dining in and, uh, even the curbside, I wasn't doing, I just wasn't doing curbside. I wasn't doing delivery. I wasn't doing anything. Because I was, I was just really 
I had gotten really mama bear and really just I had my anxiety rose like a thousand times over. And I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to see her in the hospital in the, in, if I can prevent that. Of course. You know, I couldn't prevent her coming early. I, you know, I, I, I kept her inside as long as I physically could and she had to come out. So I couldn't control that, but this I could control, you know, to a certain extent. So um, I decided that I was going to do everything within my power to keep or to minimize the risk to her. So I was doing, um, you know, cooking every day, sanitizing groceries, you know, everything was ordered and sitting outside. I had to go outside with my gloves and sanitize everything. Such a whole, and I, I just, I, I got groceries delivered this morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, when am I going to ever be able to not do this? You know, like I was thinking that this, <laughs> this morning, I'm like out there with my freaking robe on. <laughs> you know, and my neighbors are used to it, so they don't even care. Like they're used to seeing me out there on my porch, and it, you know, the, my gloves on, and I, you know, then I, I wipe everything down, and then I decide that then I move everything on the side. I take things out of the container if, if I can, and throw the container away. So it's just, it's a process. And then I, and once I get everything sanitized, I have to put it all up. You know, so I'm just like, it's a, it's exhausting. Like <laughs> after you do it, I go through that. I'm like. Now I don't even want to do anything for the rest of the day, you know? But yeah, so I started doing that. And I, my, once I came up on my, I think, well, I started, I started cooking and then I started taking pictures, documenting, you know, the food that I was making just because I know that Facebook gives you those memories and I wanted to have something to look back on next year, this, that this year, 2021. But my friends and followers and stuff on Facebook and Instagram, they were like, you should probably start a blog. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't have time for that. They were like, no, seriously. Like, did you, did, what do you, do you do this on the side? I'm like, I do what? I'm just cooking food and I'm taking pictures like that. I, but I've always took pictures. It wasn't, that wasn't anything like, Oh, you, new. you take Everyone pictures knows I love every pictures. second of your life, yes. Yolanda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, you know, like that wasn't, I was like, guys, there's nothing new here, but Michelle Obama had a documentary out and I hadn't watched it yet on Netflix called Becoming, um, which is the same entitled the same as her book uh, at six o'clock in the morning, which is my me time. I watched it tears. It was so moving. And I was like, if I don't do this now, I'm never like going to do it. So immediately after I finished watching her documentary, I went on Wix.com and I created my logo and posted it and was like, hey, I'm doing a blog now. And that was it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just started, I created the IG and um, started doing that. And then people are like, well, we want to know the recipes. And, you know, so I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even cook with measurements. Like I'm just throwing things in here. So now I had to, then I had to start thinking and being cognizant of the measurements and like, remembering what I put in there. And that was all a different thing for me too, because I wasn't used to, to telling people or even, you know, having to write out an actual recipe unless I was following someone else's recipe, which, you know, I was doing that. I was making my own recipes and following and also doing other people's. So after a hundred days of cooking, I decided that I wanted to commemorate that with launching a website. So I, on Juneteenth is when I when I got my LLC, Rhonda's Laboratory LLC, which that name came from Mr. Isaiah because he was seeing me, you know, in the kitchen all the time, like with the blender going, with the fan on. He's just like, what is going on up here? It's like your laboratory. <laughs> so, 
it was like someone was like, "What is? What are you making now?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing such and such." You know, so he was like, literally like your lab. So I took that and decided to name. No, it's, per- it's perfect. Yeah. Because uh, it's a pun. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you know, I could, you, you know, uh, spin on words. And because it really is like my laboratory, I'm always in there and creating different things. It's not scientific, but it's food. So it's a food lab. But it's wonderful um, food. It's yeah. very creative <laughs> and it's different. And you put different things together that you would never imagine. And yeah. Yeah. I just been having fun with it. Like I just been having fun with it, mixing, you know, flavors and stuff together because for one, I never had the time to do that. Um, because pre COVID I might cook like maybe twice a, a week, maybe three times that's pushing it. But right. Cause you were gone most of the day. Cause you work yeah, full time most of the day. and you're picking up yeah. kids and yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was tiresome. By the time I get home, it's like six 30. Like who wants to freaking cook? you know, at 630. So it's like you order something on the way home or you order when you get home while you're giving baths and going over homework. And it just, you know, this whole COVID thing, you know, obviously was a blessing in disguise as well as, you know, some tests, some just throwing out some tests to people too. For sure. Because it gave me more time uh, for one for me. And then obviously I started my own business, which I didn't think in a million years that I would be an entrepreneur of anything. I mean, I did have this dream that I might've wanted to open up a, a ballet studio because I used to teach uh, and, and dance uh, ballet and jazz. Oh my but, gosh. I didn't know that about you. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. something I did not know about you. Wow. I did not know you didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm surprised it didn't come up because I'm a skating coach. You know, I'm a retired U.S. national skating coach. So I thought. No, my mom was, we used to watch that. We used to, we used to, those were the things we used to watch Saturday mornings was, was ice skating. Um, my mom really, really loved that. So we would watch that. Um, I went to the New York state dance Olympics three times. That was in, that they held in Syracuse. Um, and I got some medals, silver. I never got gold. I got silver. And I think I got three silver. That's and one amazing. Bronze. That's still amazing. Yeah. So I really, really, that was my thing. Like that was like, if I had ever done anything in entrepreneurial wise, that's what I thought I would do. Never about food. Like it just, that was never even on my radar, but obviously got another plan. So, yeah. um, <laughs> but you know what you found a passion and that's what it's all about. Yeah. It, you yeah. know, and, and sometimes, and I always believe, and I write about this in my book that you can't just go out and find your passion. I think your passion finds you. Find you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah, never a writer. I was did. never a writer until I was in my 40s. <laughs> yeah, and it it kind of found me. A lot of a lot of those things happen like in those in that age range. Like in that age range like okay, well, now you really know what you are, who you are, right? Because you spend most of your your teens and your 20s and even your 30s trying to figure out who the heck you are to begin with. And then once you've lived some and you've been through some stuff, then you're like, okay, I can actually say this is exactly what I want. This is what I don't want for yourself, for your kids, all of that, right? It's all, it all comes full circle. And then when things get shifted and they, and they get mixed up a little bit, then you're like, oh, oh, I lost my footing. Like, where do I go now? Like, what's, I don't, don't, what do I do now? Um, And so this is what 2020 has taught. I think everyone is how to pivot, how to, how to navigate when you are uh, approached with like, you know, your, your life is like stopped, like on a needle, on a dime and thinking like, okay, so how do I make money? How do I make extra money? How do I, you know, how do I 
maintain my household without going crazy because I'm in the house with my kids 24 seven, you know, every day. So it's definitely taught me a lot. This entrepreneurship journey that I've embarked on has definitely taught me. I mean, I have so much more to learn. I just feel like because of this COVID, I've been in business for such a long time. It's really just been six months, I think. Or has it been six months? Yeah, it's been almost seven months. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. And you have been featured nationwide, internationally. So you've had so much, Mm -hmm. a lot of local press, some national press, international And, and it's, I've, I've been sitting back and watching you just like amazed, like, wow, this is incredible. And myself too. I haven't, you know, I was kind of like just going through the motions really. And I was like, oh, someone reached to me, Hey, we'd like to feature you. We'd like to do this. Or we'd like to do that. I'm like, okay, okay. But not really seeing the magnitude behind that. Right. Because I didn't ask for any, any of it. And, um, all I was doing was telling my story. Like I, there wasn't anything else. I just, this is my story. And this, because of this story, this is why I'm doing this. And that's it. Like, that's it. There's no secret potion or like magic. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, people are like, well, how did you get, I was like, yeah, I didn't do anything except for want to protect my child. Like that's all I, all I did was, was be mama bear. That's pretty much what I did. It was the reason for all of it. You know, so when you are passionate about something and, and the driving force has had something to do with another passion of yours, like it's like double, you know, um, for sure, double for sure. The thing. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, it elevates it just a little bit. Uh-huh. And so for for the th- all the the press that I have been getting and the people that I have met and interacted with and network with and all of that. And it's like other people are watching that I'm not even aware of. Right. And then the messages that I have gotten from women all across the country and just, you know, how inspiring I've been to them. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I didn't even realize the magnitude of it because I've been on the other side, like watching someone else. Obviously, I'm watching Michelle Obama's documentary and she inspired me. So I'm like, OK, now I'm going to go out here and do this. Wasn't even thinking how it would inspire someone else. I just did it because she inspired me. Right. So then I realized, oh, okay, what I am doing is actually like I'm someone else is watching me and what I'm doing. And so that was like, oh, that was an eye opener too. Cause I was kind of like, I had blinders on a little bit and didn't realize how I was like affecting other people and that they were seeing too. (laughs) It's just like, no, and that's, and that's just it because you never know who's going to be listening and you never know who's going to relate to your story. So I know I've kept you longer than than we had originally planned. I want to, do you have a little <laughs> bit more time? Because I do want to talk sure. to you about one other thing. So, okay. you know, I take these in advance before they're going to be released. Mm-hmm. And this week we had the presidential and vice presidential inauguration. And I saw yes. on Facebook that you and Savannah had on these t-shirts mm-hmm. honoring Kamala Harris. So I want to mm-hmm. ask you, as a single mother, a black mother raising a black daughter, just like Kamala mm-hmm. Harris experienced, you know, her mother was a single mother. What does, what does that mean for you? And what does that mean for you being a mother of a daughter who is seeing this for the first time? Mm-hmm. For me, it is just 
amazing isn't even a word that I think could describe it in full scope because I never thought that I would ever see a woman that high of an office in my lifetime. So even the gender itself meant one thing and that she was a woman of color. So that was like a double whammy. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm beside myself, really. And that's why I wanted so much to have, to document it for Savannah because she's young and doesn't understand what's really going on. I mean, she knows Kamala when she sees her, but she doesn't know obviously the full magnitude of what it means to see her on TV, to see her in the White House and to know that she's holding a high office and second, you know, in command of this country. And then not even that, but just her, her crime, you know, the things that she went through to make her mark everywhere she went because she was a woman and they were already you know, not giving her the respect that she need, that she was due. Right, you just know, because so she, she obviously was a woman, had to do not to mention exactly she was mixed right. race, a woman, of, a woman of color, right. you know, mm-hmm. Indian yeah. descent, the whole thing. Right. Yes. Yep. So that was she. You know, double thing for her. But it was definitely something that I felt I had to. It had to be in black and white. It it had to be like I had to have something and, you know, paying homage to her and her, you know, her blazers and her chucks that that she wore on the campaign trail. Um, You know, (laughs) and it was, it was something that there was some, there was some criticism about that. I'm like, why, why are you criticizing her? Like what's Mm -hmm. wrong with that? I love it. That's awesome. This is 2021. Come on. Yeah. And it's it's real because like who wants to be in heels and campaigning all day from sunup to sundown? Like you need to be comfortable. Like this is like actually, you know, and this was a little different. (laughs) Yeah. Because it was COVID. So it wasn't as, you know, as, as much, but she still had to do it and you need to be comfortable period. You know? Um, so Hillary Clinton was, was she, she too was criticizing about her pantsuits and stuff like that. So like, they wore pantsuits because they felt like if they didn't have that, that gave them a a more of an armor of respect, right? Because if you have a dress on, you're like, oh, she's a little too feminine and she has a dress on. So if she has a pantsuit on, then, then we'll see that she, she means, it looks like she means more business, right? That we respect her more. And it's sad that that's the way you have to form yourself in order for people to see that. It is, but let's be honest, pantsuits are so much more comfortable than a dress. Mm -hmm. And I I would wear a pantsuit any day over Mm -hmm. a dress, period. Yeah, it's it's twofold. It's comfortable and it's also a symbol of of being strong and you're not taking any shit in this and that. So like that's definitely a symbol that, that was set forth. And I think that you know, paying homage to her in that way, because that was her thing. Like she still, she still had her pearls. She still had her hair done. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't all pulled back or anything. She still, it was all flowy. Still was, that part was still feminine. She just had on her, she just had on chucks that she had a blazer on, you know, but she was comfortable and she still fit the bill, you know? And so I decided that that we were going to pay homage to her in that way. And that when she, when Savannah gets older and she has her own kids and her grandkids, she can, she can say that, Although I wasn't really aware of what was going on, my mom made sure that I was a part of it and that I, that I was in it, you know, that I was, I was, um, there, you know, I was there and I was in it and I, it's documented so that I can have it for, for time. Now. I mean, she's going to have all types of paper clippings and, 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 
and, you know, stuff on the internet and stuff that she's going to be able to see anyway, which I'm ecstatic about. I mean, all my kids, you know, cause I include them in everything. So they'll have that too. You know, the boys will have it too. So yeah, it just this whole, this whole presidency, this inauguration, it means, a, it means a lot to a lot of people, you know, not just women, but just a lot of people because it was a lot of insaneness the past four years. And it seems like a little bit more, I mean, I slept better Wednesday night, I think. I feel like I can breathe than I again. had in a while. I feel like I, I can breathe. It's like a big sigh of relief. Yeah. But and what I love, what I love, Londa, is seeing all the clips of the little girls looking at Kamala Harris and, and saying, she looks like me. Like me. Yeah. And I sit mm-hmm. there and I'm like, tears just roll down my face. I mean, I have cried mm-hmm. more in the past couple of days watching all of this because it has just been so heartwarming just to see all of this. And it's just such a huge thing. And I really, it's really sad that so many women are against her only because of their political beliefs and they don't see the bigger picture. They don't see the bigger picture of what this means for the United States of America. It's not right now. It's not about politics. This is not about politics right now. Yeah. This is about it's progress. This is progress and it's humanity. And we had to press the reset button for the United mm-hmm. States. And this is not about politics right now. This is just about let's unite and restore and bring humanity back into this country because we lost it yep. the last four years. Yep. It is it's definitely and that's and I, I got, I felt a way about that too, where women were so there's some women they're just like, wow, she hasn't done anything, blah, blah, blah. And it's like Politics aside, this right. is this, this is, is not. I'm not having a political it's not discussion. About that. I yeah, refuse to discuss politics. That. This is not about yeah, politics. Because I don't even do. Right. Yeah, I don't do that either. So it just it is progress. It is when you look at the history of our country and the vice presidents. There's all. It's all men. It's all men. And so our kids will. Well, well, my my youngest ones will see that. Will know that from this point on there is a possibility that there could be a woman VP or a woman president. Like there has to be, there's always a first. There always yep. has to, there, there has to be a first. We had a first you know? black American president and we had a, right. now we have a first black That's slash, right. you know, Asian, South Asian vice president. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Woman. woman. And it has, it's always, there always has to be one. There always has to be one because that's, they're trailblazers. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. Somebody, somebody has to do it first. Right. And that's where, you representation matters a lot and when you see it then you can you 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 don't feel like you are sheltered or that you are this is the only this is the highest you can go and you can't go any higher because that's the way you'll see it if you don't see it anywhere if i if i didn't see any black judges or if i didn't see any black ceos or vps or any of that i would think before i knew better that that wasn't possible for anyone in my race or a woman of my race because I didn't see it anywhere. So that means it wasn't allowed, right? So when you are seeing it and the representation is there for you to see, then you're like, okay, my ceiling isn't lowered. It's opened up a little bit. Like the the ceiling is is open and I can do and be whatever I want to be because such and such did it. So I know I can do it. But if you don't have the representation, then you kind of feel stifled, which... Black Americans in this country have felt for a very long time and also felt that they had to be twice as good 
to even be considered for for any of these high positions or any any anything that uh, a, a white person could just walk in off the street and get right without having any conditions or whatever, just because oh well, I, well he's better for the job because he's white. But we're no matter that he doesn't that. have a degree or whatever, yeah. And that's and that's and that is the point. Like that's that's the point. We have so much more to go. Obviously, oh my gosh, this, this, so much this, more, so <laughs> this, much more. This yeah, this this presidential uh, race showed that obviously, but we weren't where we were. So that you know, we weren't where we were, and that's what we 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 have to move forward with with um, this country is that we weren't where we were, and hopefully we don't go backwards. No, no, we can't. We can't go backwards. We can't. We can't afford to, as a country. Uh, we yeah. have to keep moving forward, and hopefully things will keep moving forward. And I think that you know. With the new administration, you know, while it's not what everybody wanted in this country, we're, you know, we're very divided. Yeah. I, I just, I just hope that everybody has an open mind and mm-hmm. opens up their heart and kind of takes the blinders off and sees that the other possibility and sees that, you know, there's so many Republicans that are willing to work mm-hmm. with the Democrats and they're really mm-hmm. trying to make this a whole bipartisan effort. And mm-hmm. hopefully that yes. will happen. It has to be. It has, it has, to, it be. has to happen because it's literally split down the center. And, so yeah. And as, <laughs> as a country, we are doomed if they don't. And yeah. we are literally doomed if, if we don't. So we have to work together and we have to make so many changes so that the future is there for our children. And I know like for everybody out there, if you've got kids, you know, we, we want this to be a great country for all mm-hmm. of our kids. And, yeah. you know, we're not going to be here forever, but our kids will and their kids will and their kids will. And and we want it to be a, a great place that mm-hmm. we grew up with, you know? Yeah, it's, it's definitely some hope there. It has brought hope back. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm ready to see... You know, I'm holding this administration accountable. Uh, of course. Period. 100%. And so, um, you know, just hoping to see, I mean, everything isn't going to be happened, isn't going to take be taken care of overnight, obviously. But I just I just feel better. You know, yeah. I feel like there is someone that has some type of, that is qualified. I'll, I'll say that. Someone that's qualified in to do the jobs that they're, the people have hired them to do. Exactly. Elected them and, to do, and as much know. as people can make fun of Joe Biden, he is qualified for this job. Yeah. And he's mm-hmm. got a great administration that he's put together. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, the people around him, he's done a good job. He's done a great job mm-hmm. with that. So I, I just beg everybody to just keep an open mind and, and, you know, let's just come together as a country because life is too short. And if you're going to hold on yeah. to all of these resentments and anger and divisiveness, you know, you're going to be miserable at the end of the day. Pretty much. Just, you know, yeah, you have a choice. Pretty much. We have a choice, you know, which way you're going to choose. You're going to choose to be miserable. You're going to choose to be, okay, let me, let me keep an open mind here and let's just kind of go with the flow. Let's just see mm-hmm. what happens and, you know, build a better tomorrow for our children and their children. I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Londa, we're going to, we're going to close this up now. Is there anything else that you'd like to say? Shout out your website, your Instagram handle, Facebook, all that. Yeah, sure. So if you guys want to follow, uh, my journey, I, um, uh, as at Londa's laboratory on both Facebook 
IG and on Twitter, I'm at Londa's Lab. I'm also on Clubhouse at Londa's Lab, which I just uh, got another platform that I just got on, and I'm 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 excited to to play around more with that. Um, but yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes, it's been a pleasure. And by the way, thank you for pulling me into Clubhouse. Oh, yeah. I You're have welcome. no clue what I'm doing. And we may ha- need to have a separate call offline so you can educate me yeah, on Clubhouse just like can, you did yeah. with Instagram with me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually sat in a session with my girlfriend. She had us do, literally, it was like, she did a really good job with like, a, it was like an onboarding thing. And she took us through everything. So now I know how everything works and what you do when like the, the etiquettes and all of yeah, that. I so yeah, we can down, definitely like, do that. Google it and like, what is Clubhouse? Why do I need to be on yeah. here? Like, what is this? And yeah, I need to figure all that out. So <laughs> yeah, you. it's an awesome platform for, it's, especially for anyone that has a podcast. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, because it you can do like, like, like a live, uh, you can do like live podcast, right? Like, you know, you can have a panel and you could just you decide to start a room and talk about whatever you want to talk about that day and then get off, you know? So. Yeah, no, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Londa, thank you so, so much. You're it welcome. has been a pleasure. Thank you for taking time. And I know I've kept you a long time this evening, but it was such a great conversation. I'm glad it all worked out this time. <laughs> I know. Likewise. <laughs> I'm like, man, I hope this one does good. Yeah. yeah. All right, my dear. I will talk to you soon. <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank you, honey. Okay. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye. Wow. So, you know, every time I talk to her about her story, I, I get more information and, I, and I'm just blown away. And, and the word that, that pops up is the resilience that she has. And, and I love talking with people that have been through so many things that I haven't experienced because, you know, I, I can't relate because I, I don't know what I don't know. And as I said, when I was talking with her, I've always said, you know, I've got this miracle baby because he truly was a miracle baby. But I really think that Savannah, you know, you know, she she beats she beats my son on that one, that's for sure. So you can find Londa on Instagram and Facebook at Londa's Laboratory. Her website is Londa'sLaboratory.com. And if you'd like to learn more about me, my website is sandyscarlotta.com. My book, Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, is available on Amazon.com and BarnesandNoble.com. And you can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Coach Sandy Scarlotta. So thank you so much for listening today. And I hope that you and your family stay healthy and safe and that your life is filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone. (laughs) 